Defenders podcast, the number one fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire. I'm Mel. I'm Matt. And I'm Robin. Woo! We're going to go again. Yay! <laughs> we have a very, very special guest with us. Uh, she is our most Vicky podcast. <laughs> I'm Vicky. She's the Vickiest of all the Vickies. Yes, she is. <laughs> it's the, the vibrant Vicky. Woo! <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Thanks. Thank so you glad to be here. For sure. Mm. Now, we're doing episode four today, and this is the last episode that you and I watched together when the show hit via Skype before you wimped out and went to bed, and I watched the rest of the series. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. I'm an old lady. I need my sleep. <laughs> it was still there for you to watch when you get up in the morning. Yeah, but I had to do, like, grown-up stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Are you saying Claire's not a grown-up? <laughs> I'm really not a grown up. She's not at all. Claire has no responsibilities. As I as I as I sip my cherry coke out of my daredevil tumbler. <laughs> well, dude, I'm sitting in, I'm sitting in a Captain America onesie. So hell yeah, huh. it's the coolest podcast ever, guys. We are yeah, man, so cool. Right, you, so. everyone wishes they were us. <laughs> sit at home and go. Oh, I wish. <laughs> Well, I, I have some news, guys, one of which will possibly blow your mind. It blew my mind. I don't know. One is that there's been rumours this week that Netflix are going to develop a Punisher TV series, <laughs> which will be amazing. Oh, oh my God. Oh my this God. means nothing to me. <laughs> oh, this yes, means nothing to me. Oh, <laughs> you just blew my mind. <laughs> no, this is Nathan Fillion going to be on it? Oh, no, Nathan Fillion he... would be too cuddly as the Punisher. Yeah, he'd, he'd be like, I'm going to punish you. And you're like, oh, come here and give me a hug. Oh. I already know that Robin, Robin is the Punisher. Oh, I was going to say, is Richard Castle uh, related to Frank Castle? <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> anyway, exciting no, news. No. This blew my mind this week, guys, and I don't know if it'll blow your mind, but a listener told me that, um, as we were talking to Curtis Hall last week and about the things he's been in, apparently he also directed the amazing masterpiece starring Mariah Carey, Glitter. He directed <laughs> Glitter. It was directed by Ben Urich, guys. Mind blown. Wow. You know, I've never seen that before, and if we wanted to do a podcast for it as, like, newbies and oldies, you know, I'd be totally okay with being a newbie for that. <laughs> Apparently, he also did the audio commentary, so I'm like, I just want to listen to that. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. The only reason I would ever watch that movie is to look for somebody I know who was an extra in it. <laughs> oh, nice. I think this is a bonus episode, guys. No, no. I don't really want to do it, but that's the only reason I would ever do it. So this week we are covering episode four, In the Blood. Uh, In the Blood was written by Joe Pekeski and directed by Ken Girotti, I believe. So the episode starts and we are in a gulag in Siberia eight years ago with Vladimir and Anatoly, our little Russian brothers. Where's Krychek? Oh, and when they're talking about escaping from the gulag, I was thinking, well, all I know about escaping from gulags, I learned from Exiles and Muppets Most Wanted, and both of those make it look super easy, so I don't think they'll have a problem. 
<laughs> you either put on a song and dance number to escape, uh, like in Muppets I Was Wanted, or you just basically jump on a horse and ride away like Mulder in the X-Files. <laughs> or you rip out some guy's rib and use it to escape somehow. Yeah, I was like, oh, I, I, I didn't get what what it was at first when he's holding this like little shiv. I was like, what is that? Uh, oh, he's using guy's ribs as knives. Oh, <laughs> oh see, I thought he was going to carve a key out of that. <laughs> I was I was immediately flashing back to Empire Strikes Back. Be like, uh, I thought Yuri smelled bad on the outside. I'll crawl inside. <laughs> they crawled inside and escaped when they dumped them. <laughs> both of, both of them fit in there. <laughs> I remember the prisoners went. We got to get rid of this body. <laughs> oh man, this guy's really bloated. <laughs> what, I what I don't understand is that it's weird that Netflix has subtitles for this. But not mm-hmm. the X Files. It's really weird. Does it not? No. Oh, like the X Files, and whenever they had like the Russian scenes, there was no subtitles. But here, there is. Hmm. Weird. Mm. Oh, I've already knocked Air him on this one. Daredevil's getting preferential treatment. No, I know. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. <laughs> it spend money on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. They've got the uh, Disney dollars behind it. Um, I like the fact that this we find out how Vladimir got his scar through his eye, which we've seen previously, because it looks mm. like it's all bloody, like he's just got it. Uh, next scene, present. we're in the present day. Anatoly is running away uh, and escapes in a cab, and Matt has thrown a guy. Was it, was it Vladimir he threw onto the bonnet? I don't know if it was. Um, and he's thrown a guy out of a window and looks down, and it's like, yeah. That was super bad. Know. It was very Batman, yeah. So that that wasn't any scene that wasn't any scene that we've seen previously, has it? Is it? Like no. Okay. I think it's just whatever happened, like they're referring to, you know, later when they say to Wesley, "Oh, there was a problem," and whatever. Um, you know, they just say there's a problem, but you don't need to show him beating up the Russians again. But it's it's not definitely not a follow-on from a previous scene. I don't think. Okay. All right. I felt, I felt kind of bad for the Russians. Um, you know, we just see them at the worst. They're this gulag, and it's like they're digging into their friend's body to help them get up, get them out of this terrible place. And then eight years later, no, Daredevil's beating the piss out of them. It's like, come on, they've been through too much. Just let them be. <laughs> it all got a little bit sore for a moment, didn't it? In the, <laughs> in, the, in the gulag, do they have completely matching tattoos on their bodies? I, th- I, I think, think they do. So yeah, and apparently. Stephen Knight was interviewed and he said there was a lot of thought that went into the tattoos that are on them. But, I mean, I was having quite a close look at the scene where they were both shirtless and I couldn't see any <laughs> weird <laughs> things, you know, that were references to the comics or anything. I don't know. I know, like, the two stars mean something because I've watched Eastern Promises and, you know, oh, it's something to do with... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. They didn't have, like, ha-ha-ha-ha up and down their arms. We do not talk about that, Joker, because, <laughs> oh, man. Apparently, yeah. apparently they already went back on that and said this is not the final look, so don't expect those tattoos in the movie. Good. Good. <laughs> or maybe they filmed them and they're just going to, like, CGI them out, hopefully. It might have just been a promotional shot either way. I think, well, I think they said it was for the, the Joker's, like, 50th birthday or something, wasn't it? Or 75th or, I don't know. Well, I think that's what they originally wanted to go with, but there's been such backlash that they're just not going to use them. Yeah. It would be like Daredevil, like Matt Murdock, like getting shirtless and like all over his body is written, Justice! You know, and like a big picture of Lady Justice on his back and like, I don't know. All that <laughs> I'm blind. Right yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. almost as if he had a tattoo that said, Jack Murdock is my dad. He was a boxer. <laughs> <laughs> 
just in case yes. you didn't know that already. <laughs> what's what's, what's the guy? What's the guy who's playing Joker again? I can't remember his name. Oh, Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Yeah, it'd be a shame if he actually got those tattooed on him because he's such a method actor. <laughs> remember when he when he put on all the weight to play? Uh, Mark Chapman. Yeah. yeah. Oh no! Oh man, I got these actually tattooed. <laughs> Now everyone's laughing at me. <laughs> down the street without my shirt on. <laughs> Changed um, your forehead. Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So in the next scene, Claire is sewing um, Matt up, and we find out that that uh, Semyon's in a coma. Who's the guy that uh, he threw into off the roof or pushed off the roof in episode two? Uh, I really like Rosera Dawson's hair in this scene where she's got it kind of half shaved. I was like, oh, I want my hair like that. It's cool. Yeah. It makes yeah, me want my, like, partly shaved head back. Yeah. yeah I was wondering if that was a shaved look or if it was, like, pulled in a certain way and I didn't... I, but I guess, yeah, you're right. I like how they said that he needs uh, body armor. Mmm. 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 I wonder if that will lead to anything. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Sound like a skexis. Gaffling, gaffling. So I have a question for you guys. It's very important. Um, so obviously there's a bit of flirting going on between Matt and Claire in this scene. Hey Matt, wink. Hey. <laughs> um, hey. I'm <laughs> I would like to know your your prediction because obviously in the comics uh, Matt has been described by Wolverine as the biggest himbo that ever wore a pair of tights. He is a big lover of the ladies. How many ladies or men do you think he will he will bed by the end of season one? Everyone. Robin. 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 One. Who's um, it going to be? Your name's not Robin. <laughs> yeah. Or were you saying I'm one of the people that he's going to bed? <laughs> he's going to bed Claire in the show, and then he's going to jump out of the show and bed Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Sexy. <laughs> so you think he's going to bed Claire? Okay. What about you, Mel? Uh, I think he's going to masturbate a lot. He's <laughs> <laughs> a Catholic. <laughs> uh, well, yes, but he's, maybe he's not a very good one. He's going to feel bad about it. <laughs> because, I don't know. Do Catholics sleep around? I don't know. That's true. You're not allowed to use birth control either, so he couldn't use a condom. Yeah, so well, in, the, in the Marvel <laughs> Universe, there are a lot of little little ginger babies that he potentially fathers. <laughs> so maybe maybe it's either he's got blue balls or he, or he masturbates a lot. Okay. Well, I, I, I went to an all-girls boarding school, so it's, yeah, and we played hockey against a lot of Catholic schools. So I'm not going to say anything about Catholic girls. No. <laughs> yeah, I can. Okay. Yeah. There's a great there's a great song about Catholic girls by Garfunkel and Oates that everyone should check out. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> might, might post a link to it. Robin, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's going to be just Claire. I'm I think they're building up a love thing for Claire, but you know, we might towards the end of the season get a uh uh Matt really starting to get attracted to Karen as well. Okay. Oh. But I don't think I'm he's going to actually bed her. I do not want love triangles. <laughs> this is <Why>? TV. <laughs> Why? Because it's the expected thing that always happens. Yeah, I, Matt, I Matt was very upset Matt when they Sarah. introduced that in the Vampire Diaries, weren't you, Matt? Yes. You are like, damn it, this was my favorite show. Oh. <laughs> Whatever you're talking about. <laughs> what are you so, talking about, Matt? You follow the Vampire Diaries, like... <laughs> <laughs> One of my favourite things in this scene is the bit where Claire throws the, ja- the the top to Matt and he catches it without looking at it when it's behind him. He can do that. I was that. like, I, I, I imagine there was a few takes of that. It was pretty cool. He can do that, yet he can't. He can't uh, see her in her underwear. So 
What a shame. <laughs> what a shame. <laughs> also, so it, there was really a, a, car, a cartoon that someone posted. I can't remember where it was. Maybe on Facebook. And like coming to coming to Claire and going, I hurt my finger. And he's like, Claire. And then like next <laughs> one is Claire. I bumped my head. And she's just like, oh. And it's just like every bump and bruise he's got. He's like, oh. <laughs> Claire, I've got IBS. Uh. <laughs> kiss, kiss my boo boos better. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she could walk around naked in front of him, and he, yeah, he can't. Uh, well, in the first episode, like Karen just, you know, uh, took her, took her yeah. off in front of him. So, mm. um, yeah. so in the next scene, we Wait, see. Oh. What about the kitty in the scene? He oh. was adorable. Yeah, it was. Sorry. Do you have a name? Um, name? his name's Melanie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just oh that was my that was my favorite part of the scene. It was just where she was like, get she out of there and he was just like wee, 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 wee. <laughs> <laughs> The uh the kitty uh, is actually called Juice and it's the replacement of Juice the Devil Dog, it's Juice the Devil Kitty. Aww. Yeah, it's gonna suit up in season two, it's been through <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that is all. <laughs> okay. In the next scene we see kitchen cabs are being replaced with Velay's taxis. Uh, this is when Wesley arrives and he talks to Anatoly and Vladimir and we hear some more about Mr. Praska because he owned kitchen cabs. Uh, uh, Matt, you are on the count for um, twitches of suppressed violence. Did you notice the one in this episode? No, I didn't. I did. <laughs> I must have uh, right note. It wasn't with the fingers, though, but when Vladimir mm. says, Mr. Fisk, Wesley <laughs> does a little eye twitch, and I was like, oh, he still wants to punch him now. Oh, that, yeah. uh, that is definitely a twitch of suppressed violence. Yeah, oh, I thought I was just watching for Kingpin's fingers specifically. You can watch for any twitches of suppressed violence you like, Matt. <laughs> there are no rules. We get uh, Wesley's great line in this, though, from the trailer. Oh, are you, yes. oh yeah. Are you going to have that as one of your quotes? No, I didn't write it down because I figured somebody else would. Okay. We could, uh, okay, we'll do. talk about that during Easter eggs, maybe. Yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, looks like they're getting into a real cash cab business, right? They're going to start, like, driving around, spouting off trivia. Get out. Out. Robin, you just, you just destroyed the podcast, Robin. Oh, okay. Robin, time out for five minutes, okay? Yeah, I could get worse. No! No, you really can't, Robin, no. Well, then ten minutes. <laughs> Keep trying, pal. <laughs> uh, one thing I noticed in this scene, I don't know if you guys noticed, is when Wesley is talking, maybe it's because I've seen this scene, like, quite a few times now, uh, when Wesley is talking to Vladimir and Anatoly, you can see that in his ear, obviously Wesley had a bit of a rock and roll past because he's got two earring holes and I was like oh Wesley used to be a rocker awesome <laughs> so obviously it's Toby Toby Leonard Moore's like used to have earrings or something or has earrings because you can still see the holes but I like to imagine there's some backstory where like Wesley used to be a punk punk rock Wesley yeah yeah awesome uh, what's our next scene oh next scene's Karen and Ben in the diner uh, we get a mention of Karen's past activities mm-hmm. what past activities are they Mel yeah, that's what I was. I wrote down, like, what what is it that they? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm talking. <laughs> what is it in their, her past that they uh, they found? I don't, know. I don't know. I just I'm just picturing like maybe she was a prostitute. Maybe she was. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Maybe she was a covert assassin. Oh, maybe. Maybe Whoa. she's like I don't know. Maybe she's a swindler. I don't know. Maybe her name used to be Frank. <gasps> maybe. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that is the the finale of episode 10 
we learn that she is the Punisher. Yeah, she she's Frank Castle really <laughs> undercover. Oh my god, that would be that would be so amazing though if she tur- <laughs> if they made her the Punisher. Oh my god. One <laughs> <laughs> uh, thing oh. like, I liked in this scene, I don't know if you guys noticed the poster on the wall that was like what to do if there's a choking victim. That's a weird poster to have when you're eating your dinner. It was like, yeah, it said something like choking, choking, like what to do in case of choking. But I was like, you're sitting there eating your dinner and above you is like, oh, here's how to do the Heimlich maneuver. You're like, what? Just just, just in case. That would be the most appropriate place to have that poster, though. I guess. I just found it weird. I was like, okay. They sell food where there's a lot of surprising hard morsels. (laughs) (laughs) Or they're just really bad at getting bones out of meat. <laughs> yeah. Their food is just full of chicken bones. <laughs> ben actually says in this scene talks about a man in a black mask that saved her life and I was I just wrote down, luckily uh Black Panther hasn't arrived in the States because uh, it'd be really confusing what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, in the, like, it's funny because you said that because in the comics at one point, which I think you probably know, Robin, um, when Daredevil had to leave New York because he did some bad things, let's just say, um, oh, but he was replaced for a while by Black Panther. He basically went, hey, Black Panther, can you like <laughs> look after Hell's Kitchen for me instead? And he's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so the, uh, the Daredevil title for a while was uh, starring Black Panther. <laughs> I don't have anything on at the moment. I can do that. <laughs> he's like, <"Bruh." laughs> No problem. I'll just get someone else to run my entire country. (laughs) I think that might be when his sister was running the country. Okay. (laughs) It was like I don't know. My Black Panther knowledge is not great. So it was Um, a Black Panther. No, that's terrible. You're banned. Why is everything I say is terrible? Some of it's it's funny. No, no, no. We'll have a vote. We'll have a vote. (laughs) We'll vote on everything Robin said. Uh, every time, every time I talk, it's going to be a whole panel like. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hold up cards, I'll just hold like up a panel that says like I'm reading this one as a seven. <laughs> <laughs> Three. Three. <laughs> like, mm. In the next scene, they're in the hospital. Semyon is in the coma. I, I I don't know why it made me laugh, but a balloon being held by a grumpy Russian is just <laughs> makes me laugh because he just looks so grumpy. Um, I thought comas made you laugh. Our comas are hilarious. <laughs> Waking people up with a syringe of adrenaline to the chest is even more hilarious, particularly as I have like a phobia of syringes. <laughs> like that. Um, so yeah, they kind of wake him up, and, and then he yeah, they wake him up, and then and then they take the tube out of his throat. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it's like what the hell? They let him take choke on it first, man. <laughs> and I like that this is uh, he mentions about who attacked him, and he says the devil, and it's like the first mention of Daredevil is the devil. The devil is mine. That's not very helpful inf- information at all, though. <laughs> Except this is in the Marvel Universe where there is actually literal devil, like, you know, Mephisto. So it would oh, yeah. be great if it was like they go and track down Mephisto. Yeah, who would that The devil. Oh, damn it. Oh, that damn Mephisto and Blackheart. Oh, I'm going oh, to get I'm going to kidnap Nightcrawler to get the Mephisto. <laughs> That would the series would go a very strange way, <laughs> but it would be awesome. I'm not gonna lie. Um, so confused. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I will post photos of Mephisto in the Facebook group. I'm gonna start doing a little photo album every week so people know what we're talking about. And I did one for last week, so with pictures of Juice the Devil Dog and Pizza Dog. Pizza Dog. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> She loved Pizza Dog. Mm. Uh, so poor Santino in the next scene is always 
walking in at the wrong time because these Russian guys break into Claire's apartment and Santino just appears in the doorway and stares at them. And it's like, look, Santino, if you hear stuff going on, don't go and investigate. <laughs> they upstairs. Poor Santino. Oh, poor Tito. Oh. In the next scene, Fisk is in a cab with Wesley. He says, I need to handle this myself, Wesley. And Wesley looks a bit upset. Mm. I want to know what is the backstory of these two characters. How did they become friends? Was it in Wesley's punk rock days? <laughs> <laughs> were they in some sort of like Russian punk rock band? They were both at Elephant Femmes concert and <laughs> they met. <laughs> I don't know. There's some things in here about the Kingpin that really, I mean, the, I mean, it doesn't happen now, but the cufflinks later. Like, what's that all about? What do you mean, Robin? Hmm. What do you mean? They're just, they're just zooming in on his cufflinks. It doesn't mean yeah. anything, Robin. <laughs> you're, you're too suspicious, Robin. That's what your problem is. <laughs> too suspicious by far. <laughs> uh, so this is uh, this is Wilson Fisk asking Vanessa out on a date. Which are you guys surprised that this is the second time we've seen the Kingpin and he's he's like stuttering and stammering and asking someone out on a date? This is not the Kingpin from the comic. Yeah, I don't know if I like it. <laughs> I don't know if I like them like taking him down a peg immediately and then trying to redeem it later. I don't know. It's He's just, so it, sweet. Oh. It, yeah, but it was like creepy, awkward. It was kind of like, oh, I don't know, just like a bit. Mm. He's like the king of terrible pickup lines. He really is. It's yeah. Is that what he's king, kingpin of? Yep. Kingpin. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> well, no. Um, no. <laughs> my, my, I will uh, not be silenced. One of my co-hosts <laughs> on my other podcast, Intro to X, Brad, had messaged me and said, he said this, he would like Daredevil, the entire series, to just be two things that have happened in the series. One hasn't happened yet, so I won't spoil it. But he said the other thing he just wants to see in every episode is awkward kingpin on dates and asking people out because he loved it so much. <laughs> He's like, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's supposed to be terrifying. And even though they, they try to bring bring that element in at the end, I don't know. This kind of this kind of took the terrifyingness of him away from it for me. Oh, I think he's still terrifying because yeah. he is like a giant kid. Even in the scene, it's like if he doesn't get his own way, he has a temper tantrum. But when he has a temper tantrum, it's like you're probably gonna, you know, get your head smushed in a in a yeah, well, door. <laughs> he doesn't have a temper tantrum in front of her, though. I mean, if he like, I mean, I don't like well, that's, people. That's I, I, in I, episode I, ten, man. I don't like ten. I don't like people like hitting their wives or girlfriends, but I mean, if he if he got mad and took it out on her, mm-hmm. then he'd be terrifying. But this is like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and then he lets her, lets her leave. <laughs> yeah, but he wants her. He doesn't I want know, to drive her away. He I knows know. she's a tough catch. I know. Yeah. He sounded like droopy dog then, Matt. That was adorable. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm very sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, I thought, I thought I, he totally sold it uh, in the scene, uh, you know, asking her out and working on that. I mean, because he was, he's still, he's super intimidating. Yeah, we're seeing him try to do a normal thing and not being, like, super scary, but he's still intimidating. You're like, what? don't don't even go on a date with this guy. <laughs> Something yeah. wrong with this guy. I, I, I did enjoy the awkwardness. I thought it was delightful. <laughs> so why do you think Vanessa agrees to go out with him then? I mean, maybe she likes awkward weirdos. <laughs> maybe. Awkward, bald weirdos. <laughs> she should I, go out what? with um, Richard O'Brien from the Crystal Maze. <laughs> 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 yeah, with his little leggings on and his oh. like, leopard print. <laughs> yes. 
I will post a photo of him in the Facebook group. <laughs> I, I am really wondering what she sees in him, though. I'm not quite sure yet. He talks okay. a good game. Like he's in, he's interesting. He's intriguing. And, and, and he's rich. rich. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you can see where mine and Vicky's priorities are. We're like, he's rich, guys. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but she. We have been the most expensive city in the world. Me and Vicky. We're like, he's rich. He's rich. What you can. <laughs> and yes, he has manners. <laughs> she meets rich people all the time. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm not sure what she sees in them. I'm, I, just, I can't even figure that out yet. One of the things I liked in the scene, I like the shot. You have uh, Fisk in his black suit, Vanessa in her white dress, and they're standing in front of the painting in the background, which looks like it's fire. I thought that was mm. a really pretty shot. I was like, oh, well done, whoever set up that shot. I don't know. I never noticed it. <laughs> I can't recall. I mean, you've seen these like five or six times. So. That's true. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the next scene, we find out that Claire does something that Daredevil did in the movie, which is she takes a tablet and she chews it. Why is she chewing tablets? Why did Daredevil chew his tablets in the movie? What is with people chewing tablets? You swallow them whole. Disgusting. I know. And and they don't do that like that. We're not on video, so I can't do the face. But you know that like. I know. That's what you do if you chewed it. You'd be like. <laughs> some tablets aren't chewable. Maybe it was made gri- that maybe way. Maybe it was grape flavored, guys. Yeah, some some tablets are flavored and chewable. Grape flavored. <laughs> oh, I want grape flavored allergy tablets. <laughs> She's taking children's medication. Right? <laughs> She's taking Flintstones vitamins. Oh, that would be so cool. That would be awesome. Um, in the next scene, Matt and Foggy are leaving work. I'm going to put. I'm going to get you to put a little mental note here, guys. They mentioned helping out an electrician. Just, just put that in your brain. Just, just, just tuck it away for later for a rainy day. We're getting it immediately. <laughs> an electrician? What? Maybe. <laughs> Electroition? An electrician? Okay. okay, so so this scene, I was like, holy shit! Like, Foggy is really annoying. No! Oh. Yes, he's very, very annoying. He, that, I think <laughs> this is why I do not, like, I just cannot stand Blaspheming. that blasphemer. <laughs> no, I just can't No, she stand. was like, yeah, I can I can attest to this. And I was like, oh, I'm really enjoying this episode. And then Foggy came on. She's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's why I don't like the show! <laughs> I honestly have to say, it's one of the things that is I, I'm really interested in from reading all the reviews and talking to people. Because we had... Um, uh, someone who's um, listened to our podcast and is, um, you know, has been on other podcasts, uh, Michael David, who um, some of you guys know, but he was saying on, on Facebook that he absolutely hates Foggy, um, and a friend of mine as well was saying the same thing. But some people, I love him, because I think he's great, I love him. He's like the most divisive character ever, but as in, wow. as in completely divisive, you either love him or you absolutely lose him, and I, I don't understand why. It just depends on how much you like quippy humor, like like Joss Whedon quips. Too and, quippy. Yeah. This, is oh why, this is why they hate me, too. They just quit me with Foggy. But don't you think he, he needs I'm to be so, quippy? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't even hear it. I heard it every time. Every cut time. them all out. <laughs> oh, I, I apologize profusely for that. <laughs> I, look, at least me and Robin were burping before we started recording. <laughs> it's just, I, I've got fizzy pop. That's what happens. You should have a contest at the end. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, okay, Vicky, you're on burp watch. Everybody like, we have to, to future episodes. Everybody okay. has to burp their quotes. 
<laughs> and drop your scores, however many burps after. <laughs> so I was going to say, don't you guys think though that that Foggy needs to be somewhat quippy to 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 counteract Matt's stoicism? Yeah, he needs to be a little bit more, a little bit more sassy, a little bit more. Yeah. I don't know. And he's, he needs a little bit more Tony Stark, mm. almost. And I think a lot of it you can tell is to cover up insecurity because, you know, like in the last episode when he Matt got a higher score than him at, at Columbia and, you know, all this kind of thing. And I don't think he's jealous. I think he's insecure. Yeah, mm. but if he's a loser, I mean, losers aren't aren't successfully quippy and funny. That's why they're losers. <laughs> so he's not oh. a loser. <laughs> uh, that means that none of us are losers, right? Maybe he needs to be a bit yeah, more rude. But like, we, knew, we knew that none of us are losers. That's true. We're yeah, awesome. What Mel just said. He needs well, to be more awkward, like kind of like Wilson Fisk. Yeah, he's the actual loser. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did, okay, so I, I was like annoyed with Foggy, but then what sold me on this scene was that Matt was holding Foggy's elbow. Oh, I thought that was <laughs> <laughs> Help me cross that, the road. That is, that is how you, like, lead a blind person, Mel. Yeah, but yeah. it was adorable. <laughs> it's just like, kind of like, oh, he's just like holding his elbow, and it was adorable. It's, I don't know. It's just funny. When I, I want to, like, smash cut to him running down the street throwing his <laughs> <laughs> I I have to say, guys, like it, when he runs off, because obviously we get um we we get the phone call, um you know, obviously that Claire's being taken and Matt runs off, um and he throws the cane into the bin. Um, I'm going to give Mel an extra job. I know you're already on Ben Urich checks shirt watch, but also I think you should be on how many canes does Matt lose watch? Because <laughs> does he have like a never ending supply of? Well, I suppose he is blind, so he probably does have a never ending supply. Yeah, but they Why still cost money. Why doesn't he just take it? Why doesn't um, he take it? Use it as a weapon. <laughs> well, also because he mm. doesn't like he doesn't arrive at Claire's dressed in the mask. He arrives dressed as Matt, so he could you know, tuck it in his pants and still do all his parkour stuff, and then he hasn't lost yeah. the cane, you know. Tuck it in his pants, no, no. He'll run into somebody who who's, like, not the bad guy, but he's, so he wants to, like, put up his secret disguise again. Not so, the know, bad guy. And he won't have his he won't have his cane, so he'll just have to be like, uh, I'm I'm blind, and he'll have to like walk into a wall <laughs> or something. Where am I? Where am I? <laughs> oh no, oh god, where am I? <laughs> Who's to say he actually like... lost that cane? He could have gone back for it. I hope he does because they do, you know, they do cost money. I don't I don't think they cost that much, but you know. I'm sure the government pays for it. <laughs> but that's when he could like pretend to panic and then start punching people because he's like, I don't know where I am. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a blind guy. I'm not a superhero. I swear. But here's your realism. I mean, most superheroes would stop for a costume change, right? <laughs> so yeah. this is uh, which makes no sense. Yeah. So I yeah. Like um, yeah. He should should keep it though because it, they're good for like disarming people who have guns. Whip them on the wrist with the cane. Well, we saw how savvy little Matt was in the movie with with <laughs> on the guy on the on you know AJ Soprano's cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're just just we throwing at people. Sank, oh, people stink. You can just throw a cane at something. Me. Oh, oh, how dare you hit it, throw this <laughs> aluminium thing at me that just glanced off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Weak, that's, that's, by the way, that's aluminum for our American listeners. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so hard to like to say over and over again. Just say aluminum. 
Just cut the, say aluminium. They're no, spelled differently. There's too many, tim- what? There's too many syllables. Just say it. Aluminium. Doesn't it feel good in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Are we talking about the cane or aluminium? Oh. <laughs> Just the I give that a five. Come on, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> the sexual tension in this episode of guys. I mean, that's right, cool. There's five of us, though. Back to, like, Wilson pitching it to Robin. <laughs> Please go out with me. <laughs> Is Zupa and Glace involved? Because I will totally go. <laughs> That's a nice word to say, Zupa and Glace. <laughs> that feels good in the mouth. That feels good in the mouth. <laughs> Alright, anyway, we're going to go from that, that this sexually filled whatever this is to the next scene which is not sexually tension filled which is the auction scene unless you think that Karen and Ben are going to end up together I don't know or um, you can like picture a naked Kate Winslet up on the stage and Karen just sketching her we're auctioning off this uh, Rose DeWitt Bucator who was found on the Titanic <laughs> sketch me like one of your French girls <laughs> that is pretty funny though as she's like trying to sketch a guy and then the next guy puts up his hands and he's like oh shit I can't sketch faster <laughs> I'm like I don't get what your plan is I'm, I am I don't know it's just, and every time it's like one sixth of somebody's yeah. face yeah like, who's she going to show these to and go oh it was this person oh you mean this back of this person's head hey Matt I think this person's involved uh, first of all it's the back of someone's head and I'm blind <laughs> why are you showing me oh I don't know but it, it's quite tense like the way Ben appears and is like you know don't look and there's all the like you know the other people that aren't biddy and then he disappears like a ninja which was great yeah, shit got serious uh, any check shirts in this scene, Mel? I didn't notice. Oh, is it check? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not on check shirt. What's your? have one job. Now she has two. She's also oh. on uh, on uh, Matt losing his cane watch. Whatever. Um, <laughs> in the next scene, well, obviously they arrive. Wait, wait. Oh, what? Ben Yurik totally pulls a Batman in this scene. <laughs> what? So she started talking to him. He's gone already. <laughs> I am the knight. <laughs> Can <laughs> you work away? <laughs> yeah, we just, we cut to him with the the grappling gun. <laughs> That'd be amazing. And then he's kind of walking away, and he's like, "Oh, my hip! Oh, oh!" <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Matt goes to visit Santino, um, and I like the fact that in this, that they kind of compare Matt to the Russian guys, because Santino says, you know, he took me, they took me to the roof like you did with that guy, and it's like, yeah, Matt, you know, you both have extreme ways of getting information out of people. Mm -hmm. Um, so I thought that was cool. And then we have the restaurant scene. Um, (laughs) also... Uh, Wilson Fist does not hold his wine glass right, I noticed, because Vanessa holds it properly and he holds it like it's a beer, which is also how I hold my wine glass if I ever drink wine, which I don't. <laughs> which is never. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and I like that Wesley recommended the wine because Fisk knows nothing mm. about wine. Yeah. And then we get That's an close up of cufflinks, uh, which is for absolutely no reason whatsoever, Robin. You, ha- you have a suspicious mind. Okay. So what do you think? Why do you think it shows the cufflinks, Robin? Um, I'm thinking that is possibly like a symbol for some sort of uh, gang affiliation uh, that he's with. Um, maybe, uh, or, you know, they, you know, that's the buttons for his web shooters. One or the other. <laughs> oh, I'd so love to see Vincent D'Onofrio shooting webs and swinging for his face. <laughs> 
It'd be amazing. Oh, season two, hopefully. Oh, my <laughs> da fisk. Spider fisk. I don't know a word that rhymes with fisk. <laughs> Disc. Disc. Brisk. Brisk. He's very <laughs> swings through the city, very brisk. Ooh, <laughs> I don't I like know. <laughs> uh, he mentions that when he was 12 years old, he was sent to stay with relatives. Hmm, I wonder why that was. Anyway, moving on. Jonathan, uh, he was a bad, bad boy. <laughs> Jonathan Kent. Um... <laughs> <laughs> he was a bad, bad boy. <laughs> Next scene, Claire is at Velo's taxi. Oh, wait. What? Isn't that the scene where we find out why this uh, episode is called what it's called? Oh, yeah. Why Why is it called what it's called, Matt? And what is it called? Well, didn't we guess that it, had, it would be a, something about nanites in blood or something? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what it was. but I can't not, believe that didn't come, right, that come true. I can't. It wasn't nanites in somebody's blood. He's got a whole damn city in his blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a whole damn town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he says a, a line that's kind of, again, sort of comparing um, uh, Fisk to Matt, you know, um, like uh, he sort of says the line, uh, I'd do anything to make it a better place for people like you. And, you know, obviously Matt is always going on about, oh, I just want to make my city a better place and all this. I, I like the fact that they have that in. Um, D'Anafrio is just owning everything. He's so care. good. Oh, he's so good. Oh, I love him. He's great. If he walked towards me, I would I would probably wee myself and run away. <laughs> I, just, I just throw myself on the ground. <laughs> so how does he expect that he's making the city a better place? I don't really understand how selling children to sex slavery is making the city a better Gentrification, place. Gentrification, Mel. Ah, all right. <laughs> well, they, they're selling the heroin, so they're selling Madame Gao's product to make the money. Because they need and to get a lot of money. So, and they've got the taxis now. Uh, the Russians have the taxis because the Russians are in charge of distribution. And they've they obviously made build- a deal with uh, Nobu as well. Are they going to build a playground for the children that they sold to sex? They're going to build a giant playground for the children, and then Daredevil and Electra are going to have a fight in it. Yes. <laughs> oh, God, a- no. That fight. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> they provided a taxi service to the city. See, it's already making a, bit, a better yeah, place. Exactly. <laughs> Gross. I don't like the way he thinks. <laughs> I wish one of these Russians' names was uh, Latka, because that would make my day. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> Just That's driving a, a taxi, taxi around. reference for everyone. It? <laughs> it, the thing about the Velas taxi, by the way, uh, two uh, things. You better, not be, you know, better not be scoffing one of your Easter early, Robin. I'm not. I'm not. Okay, I mean, if it's a, if, if this is considered an Easter egg, I, it's not like a Marvel Easter egg. Um, first, they have just centerfolds all over the wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got to see a lot of boobs before we go out and deliver drugs or whatever. And they and it's, the, the sign has limousines spelled wrong. Does it? I, mean, I didn't even know. Oh, no, yeah. There's no you and limousine in, on that sign. Limousine. Oh, nice. oh. like, if we language, we are from Mother Russia. Limousine. <laughs> <In> British spelling. <laughs> no, we we spell everything right. It's the Queen. Yeah. Shall have you know. Yeah. User, these guys add use all the time. They don't, you don't take use Actually, out. Actually, they didn't, they didn't add use. You guys just took them away. <laughs> use guys just uh, take use. <laughs> so at Velo's taxis, I like, uh, obviously, these guys are trying to get information out of Claire. This seems really intense. But one of them is holding a baseball bat. One of them is holding an Uzi. And I was like, that's quite a big jump from baseball. Oh, if the baseball bat doesn't work, we've got an Uzi. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what did you guys think of this scene? Because... I like the fact that Claire frees herself. That's good. And she hits the guy with the baseball bat. She's not just rescued, you know, flat outright. 
Very brutal. Very brutal. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I like it. Just the, as, soon as, the, as soon as the lights go out, I'm just like, yes. <laughs> here we here we go. Robin's getting yeah. home rubbing his hands. Yes. yes. And, and he's dropping, it's like he's running around dropping tire irons all over the place. And all of a sudden, boom, one gets hit. One guy gets hit in the face with a tire iron. It's <gasps> so good. Hilarious. Ouch. Yeah. These guys are like severely outmatched, you know, even with Uzis and baseball bats. But yeah, I love the fact that... Claire just starts laughing, you know, she's like, oh, you want to ask his name? Yes! You can ask him yourself, it's like, yeah! (laughs) And then, then, surprise, Batman showed up instead, and she's like, oh, sorry. (laughs) Oh, I don't know this (laughs) Who are you? (laughs) Hey, aren't you that Bruce Wayne? Shut up! (laughs) Um, And yeah, Matt tries to interrogate the last guy standing and Claire smashes him in the face with a baseball bat. Yeah, it's like, well, awesome. okay, fair enough. Okay, your revenge. I could have asked him some questions, but uh, okay, don't worry. <laughs> I mean, let's just hug it out. Maybe, maybe he'll wait. Maybe he'll wake up someday. Okay. Yeah. And then she cries, and, he's, and he and he says, "I have you." Oh. <laughs> Let me smell your hair. <laughs> don't know why. Um, in the next scene, we're back in the diner. Uh, Karen, they're talking about the office equipment, and Ben tells her to sign the agreement. We get a bit of info on Doris, which was well, rather sad. He's like talking. Obviously, she, she used to be something to do with a case, and then they married, and he was a workaholic. And oh, it's so sad. Name. What? What name? Oh, I, th- I think I said it last week because it's the same name as from the comics. That's not a big spoiler, Robin. It's not a plot twist in it. It's like, hey. the name is Doris. I'm not holding up the scorecard. So Doris. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Back at Villa's taxis, Anatoly and Vlad find the men injured. They find out that Johnny Cash did it, the man in black. Um, <laughs> and they know where Fisk is. And then we get the Zupa Inglés scene in the restaurant. What is that, anyways? I have I have it written down. It's yeah. super English means English soup, and it's That's Italian dessert made of custard and sponge cake, uh, sometimes topped with cream, meringue, and almonds and lemon zest. Mm. Interesting. It looks so good. It would put I, me I in, a, in a in a in a food allergy coma, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but why am I laughing? <laughs> yeah, why are you laughing? <laughs> I'm being a coma. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, hilarious. but it's it's called English soup, which doesn't sound that tasty. But to me, I don't know if you agree, Vicky. It just sounds like an English trifle, like custard and sponge cake. Wait, yeah. say it, say it again. Say the name again. It's it's custard and sponge cake, cream, meringue, almonds, and lemon zest. Yeah, it's just trifle. That's what <laughs> Granny used to make. Yeah, now, I know. Now speaking of British desserts, what spotted dick? Do you know what suet is? I thought that was a bird food. It was, no, they, 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 you can make bird food out of suet, but spotted dick is basically like suet pudding with raisins in. It's mm. like it's like all your entire day's calories in in <laughs> in one thing covered in custard, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Now I know I know where the spotted comes from. That's the raisins. Where's the yeah. dick from? <laughs> I I have no idea. Okay. Doesn't sound appetizing to me. Well, you hate raisins. Yeah, I'll 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 look it up later and post like the Wikipedia page yeah. on the on the <laughs> Facebook page I, or something. I don't like raisins either, Mel, and I think it's because I think the reason it, it might be because they, as they say in the film Benny and June, raisins are just humiliated grapes. <laughs> no, you can see masquerade as chocolate chips all the time, and then <laughs> and then you eat one, you're like, no, fool. Yeah, exactly. I wanted a chocolate chip. <laughs> God, <laughs> damn it. 
<laughs> so when Anatoly interrupted in this scene, were you guys like, oh, no, he's going to ruin Fisk's day? Oh, no. No, I didn't. Yeah, oh, I was one. thinking this guy is screwed. <laughs> you don't do like you don't interfere the the date and the fact that half the restaurant gets up. Like yeah. I had no idea like half his people were just all sitting in tables around him. <laughs> yeah. So obviously Fisk has paid all these people. They're all his workers. Yeah. So it's not even like a, a proper date. It's you know it's all his people. It's like whoa. Okay. She, she might try to assassinate him. Right. I didn't feel bad for him at all because I'm like he asked for it. <laughs> yeah, He's that's true. involved in all this business. But he seems a lot more reasonable than Vladimir. Like Vladimir, hot headed. Yeah, he's, he's a hot head. <laughs> um, yeah, Vladimir, you want to want to do it at all? Yeah. And Soli thought it was a probably a good idea. <laughs> well, not the best idea, Soli. To do this I'm a whatever we do, we should do it quickly and in a rage. <laughs> <laughs> In the next scene, Foggy is happy because they have some office equipment that's about a thousand years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've got a fax machine, finally! Yeah. Who even yeah. uses faxes anymore? Uh, some of the people I deal with at my job only deal in faxes and don't have email addresses, apparently. Seriously? Uh, you know who you are. Say what? <laughs> you still have fax machines in Canada, is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, but I thought I thought you guys were like more advanced than us. I thought you had eradicated <laughs> fax machines. <laughs> no. <laughs> we, have you, Mel, have you not seen Harry Potter? We communicate using owls, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. You guys go back in time <laughs> with your technology. <laughs> um, in the next scene, Matt and Clara at his house. And he, you know, this is where we get him saying the line, I'm just trying to make my city a better place, which is a bit like this line earlier. And he gives up his name. <gasps> Kinda, but nobody, nobody ever calls him Matthew. <laughs> yeah. Shit's getting serious, though. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you nice gasp? Matt is patching Claire up for once. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's very sweet. She looks pretty beat up, too. It's, oh. She's properly beaten up. Yeah. Um. Then in the next scene, Fisk and Vanessa walk, and I've written awkward stammery Fisk, and then I've drawn a little heart. Um, because <laughs> it's like, oh. Uh. So he's <laughs> he's super nervous with Vanessa, and do you think they're gonna see each other again? Because she's kind of like, oh, I don't know about this. You're like, this is scary. And she did say she likes getting out of her comfort zone, but I think maybe mm. this is a bit too much that's, out of her comfort yeah, zone. Yeah, that's why like, it's like, dude, you you really did jump out of your comfort zone and into like a nail bed or something <laughs> it's like what the hell yeah. that's not comfortable at all so I'm what do you guys Wesley's think probably gonna um probably gonna recommend some, something to help fisk out you know like a proper date like something different to woo her over with like all right wilson just try with the flowers first well, flowers usually yeah. work coaching him and everything yeah he's like hitch <laughs> From the movie. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Wesley. He, like Kingpin could be wearing an earpiece, and Wesley like whispering poems into his ear, as and he's like, uh, uh, uh well, like roses in, are red, uh. like in Serrano de Bergerac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be so cute. I want that to happen now. Oh, spoilers, it doesn't, but I want that to happen. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> What is this, I'm so sorry. I'm not even a little bit sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Vicky, you don't burp half as much when we hang out in real life as you do when you're on this podcast. Lies, and you know it. <laughs> <laughs> Lies. 
in the next scene. Denial. You're just denial of gassiness. I'm a I'm a burp denier. <laughs> <laughs> I would have thought you'd be immune to it by now, Claire. I know. I just don't hear them anymore. You just don't take any notice anymore. Yeah. It's just like, oh yeah, it's just it's just one yeah. of the noises that comes out. It's, of it's, it's just Vicky trying to communicate. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. So the next scene, Wesley and Anatolia are in the car, and uh, yeah, what do you guys think? I knew this dead and passenger side on the phone. I was like, uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> and when yeah. that shot of him coming in the in the cab, I was like, oh, it's terrifying. Oh, yeah, I, I, I knew exactly what was going to happen. I was like, all right, they've they've taken Kingpin down a peg. Now they have to make him scary again. He's going to yeah, eat the shit out of that guy. And and then he did. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, like... Yeah, especially in the last scene when we saw Kingpin, it looked like when he was walking away, he was about to start crying. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh. He, yeah, I mean, you know, you can kill a guy and you can decapitate him using a car door. I, is it wrong that I actually, I was like, when he was doing it, I was like, yeah, get him. <laughs> well, Vicky's got bloodlust. I actually, I, I, it's really bad, but I actually really enjoyed how brutal... <laughs> It was. It was great, yeah. Because it was kind of like, uh, okay, there's, there's like, the, the kind of Daredevil comics that I've read mm-hmm. that Claire's given to me. It's like, yes, here's a horrible, violent, nasty man. And, yeah, you, you go, Fisk. <laughs> <laughs> you do your thing. You do your thing, baby. <laughs> and we get another, like, a, a body armor callback, because it looks like uh, Fisk is actually wearing body armor under his suit. Like when Kevlar he gets or something, isn't it? Kevlar, yeah. yeah. Suit. <laughs> well, yeah, because yeah, because you can. There is a company that make like bespoke tailored suits made of Kevlar for like Russian oligarchs and stuff. Isn't that what she the uh, Kingsmen would wear? Yeah, yeah, they they're, they're, they're like they're like they're like ten, fifteen thousand pounds a suit. Oh, I'll take three. That's heavy. But you wouldn't. But you wouldn't notice. <laughs> you wouldn't know that it was made of Kevlar because it's just it's that awesome. Mm, I wonder if uh, that will come back. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so, <laughs> did you guys, what did you guys think about the ending of this episode where they're, um, you know, it's, it's almost like they're going to start a war over this and Fisk says, I'm counting on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm excited to see how the Russian tries to get revenge and probably fails. I well, just, will fail. I just think he will fail. I just think it's really funny that Fisk came out of hiding so he could go on a date. Mm. And, yeah. uh, and now, now that he's out of hiding, he's like, yeah, I'm just gonna start this war with people, whatever. Yeah, why not? It's it's like so, so fast, you know. Just, just, just so he could go on a date. Oh, well, it's it's with oh, Vanessa. She's, you know, she's a fancy lady, super hot art lady. Yeah, she is super hot. Uh, Also, I'm going to point out the fact that in this scene, there is a reflection. Uh, Fisk looks in the reflection in the car, and it's his bloodstained reflection. Uh, Just tuck that away in your uh, mental, uh, in your memory warehouse, to quote the film Dreamcatcher. (laughs) Put that in your mind palace. Yeah, in your mind palace. (laughs) So, and that's the end of the episode, guys. Mm. So, now it's time. I hope you're feeling hungry, because now it's time to crack out some Easter eggs. Mm. Also, actually... (laughs) Sorry? I've just just eaten a twirl, actually. Oh, nice. That's Mm. a lot of chocolate, though. What's a twirl? It's (laughs) two fingers of deliciousness. (laughs) Fingers of deliciousness? You're eating fingers? You You know flakes? No, no, no they don't, don't have, have Cadbury's oh. chocolate over here. Oh, we do have Cadbury chocolate, just oh. not those ones. Flakes uh, is like is is like it's filth. 
It's like the filthiest, sexiest chocolate ever. Only the crumbliest, flakiest chocolate. Tasted like chocolate, never tasted before. Yeah. You need to find the flake advert to put the flake, on the Facebook. The flake adverts are basically like food porn. It's like a woman oh, yeah. holding this long item and like basically... But like a twirl, a twirl is just like a flake wrapped no, in no. chocolate to hold no, the no, you curly whirly nah. <laughs> yeah it really is. basically like, stop making love to this chocolate bar on television <laughs> no I will put the advert on Facebook yeah and laugh at them. they're hilarious Claire these, these easter eggs are full of raisins what have you done <laughs> damn it you gave me spotted dick not easter eggs <laughs> That sounds like you need to go to a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> get your, your acne-ridden acne Richards away from me. <laughs> so, you ready for your Easter eggs? There isn't actually that many. Actually, I think there's only about a couple. So, obviously, Wesley mentions an iron suit and a magic hammer is Iron Man and Thor. Yay! Uh, yay! Um, uh, I'm going to see you in just an hour. Ooh. Yeah, uh, I, were you going to go and hang out with the Avengers? Like, that's yeah, I'm going to go hang out with them. No, you yeah. knew them. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, um, Finn, I love back. him. Robin's <laughs> going to be stroking the screen. He's going to be like, take with you. <laughs> <laughs> what do you so, mean they're not real? They're right there. Excelsior. <laughs> <laughs> so, Fisk obviously mentions he needs a new suit, and he says uh, he needs to contact Mr. Potter for a new suit. Uh, people who read the comics will know that this is a reference to Melvin Harry Potter. Potter. To Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter is going to give this, going to visit his cloak. It's going to go to Madame Melkin's and get yes. him. Yes! <laughs> yes, this goes to Diagon Alley and, uh, and gets, a, uh, gets an owl um, and uh, basically, and a cloak and everything, and then he enrolls in Hogwarts and uh, his adventures begin. Um, so it is a reference to Melvin Potter, who is a character from the comics. That's all I'm saying about that character for now. Uh, and then the only other Easter egg I have is that Velez, which is the name of the taxi company that they changed it to, is um, a Slavic god, uh, sort of an old Russian god, and is the god of autumn, western lands, underworld, earth, waters, fertility, cattle, pastures, snakes, wolves, medicine, music, and magic. <laughs> Oh, it's just <laughs> combination. I know. His Roman equivalent. He's just everything. He's like the the god of fertility, but also of the underworld. It's like okay, okay. god of life and death. Uh, Roman equivalent would be Apollo. Uh, in the 16th century, uh, Czech um, in Czech the name means dragon or devil. So that's quite cool. Uh, so yeah, I just thought that was interesting. I am the god of pants and also grapefruits. <laughs> I am the god of pickles. <laughs> Mel can be the goddess of raisins. <laughs> no. <laughs> fly, am, fly, my I wrinkly am, children. <laughs> I am the god of spotted dick. <laughs> Fear my suet filling. Spotted dick. Dick spotted everywhere. Everywhere I look. <laughs> How did I know that this episode would become filthy when we have Vicky on it? I'm sorry. Right, I'm should we do quotes, guys? Mine are mostly all Wilson Fisk pickup lines. <laughs> <laughs> I would say you're going to try them in real life, but your husband is sitting right next to you, Mel, so. I could do that. Okay, I want you to try them on Matt, on your husband, please, Mel, and see what Matt's reaction would be. I hung it in my bedroom. It's the last thing I see every night. 
Oh, I'm intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, oh, I should switch the, the sexes of this one. Okay. Tonight I'm just a woman enjoying the company of a captivating man. <laughs> <laughs> I like to imagine that's what you say to Matt every night when you're eating dinner, but in that voice. <laughs> Yeah, it, it has to be in that voice. <laughs> can, I, can I try, Mel? Yes, to me or to Matt? To Matt. <laughs> Bring it up. Hey, Matt. A Matt that can be bought isn't worth having. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else want to use any lines to chat up, Matt? <laughs> I have you. Uh, I have one that's not a pickup line, um, but it's uh, a Wesley line, which made me laugh. Which is could it could it be a pickup? I don't know. Let's try it, Matt. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and pick pick you up with this line. Are you ready? All right, I'm ready. I'm gonna say it in that voice as well. This is a Wesley line, but I think we need the fiscal's. I know your people delight in extolling the amount of pain they can endure, but maybe next time you could try ducking. It <laughs> makes me confused. <laughs> uh, any other questions? Okay. okay. I'm gonna try what about the mass head. idiot? <laughs> I, yeah, I like that one as well. That's the weird lamest superhero ever. That line, yeah, that line just makes me think: what, when is he gonna get his name, and how is it gonna come about? But, <laughs> I'm gonna try to pick... the mass idiot until episode eight. <laughs> I'm gonna try to pick up myself uh, okay. with this line. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have the Zupa. <laughs> um, I have one more quote, mm-hmm. and it's in, in honor of all the Russian in this episode. It is simply Vodka. Which is, uh, uh, we lost our way in this land of britches. <laughs> I have another Wesley one, which is, sir? Yes. Passenger side. I love that. <laughs> like, Wesley's so awesome. Uh, what if he made a mistake and he, like, grabbed Wesley? <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he slams him and decapitates him, and then he goes, No! Why, Wesley? Why, Wesley? Oh, you were the one. Oh. <laughs> the one. <laughs> I didn't ever learn. Decapitated body, rocking yeah. back and forth. Oh, God. <laughs> Like Weekend at Bernie's, both of the headless men. <laughs> Vicky, did you want to try chatting up Matt with any lines? <laughs> I don't have any lines. You've said all the good ones, unless yeah. he wants me to smash his head in with a car door. Oh, Does that work for you? He had the good. That turns uh, me on. <laughs> we had the disc one at the end though, which isn't really a pickup line. Which is, you embarrass me. You embarrass me in front of her. Murder, death, kill. Murder, death, kill. Oh, can you imagine if like we had a Daredevil Demolition Man crossover? That oh my god, I love that film so much. I know it's so great. <laughs> oh, bonus episode, guys. Bonus episode. Yeah. I give it three out of three shells. <laughs> Oh, 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 it's so gross. Oh. Anyway, so let's do some feedback. Um, Robin, I've sent you a voicemail. 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 I believe it's from Michaela. Hey, Michaela. Michaela. Hey. Hey, Zupa hey. Plays. Hey, you <laughs> sent an email, Michaela. <laughs> <laughs> Loading now. Um, and uh, stalling over. 
I do not know who is scarier, Fisk or his assistant. The shot of him sitting in the vehicle with his hands folded in his lap while Fisk beat the daylights out of that guy's brain until, ooh, waterfall of blood. Uh, yeah, that was kind of funny. That made me LOL. Anyway, this is my feedback. Oh, this is Michaela. This is my feedback for episode four. And we are still very much enjoying the show, and we have not really stopped watching it in the last four hours. So <laughs> on to episode five. Goodbye. Thanks, also, Michaela. I love Rosario Dawson. Goodbye. <laughs> Rosario. Rosario. Well, no complaints Michaela. about Foggy. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, does someone want to read Heidi's email if I put it in Skype? I've. Hey guys, I've been sick this week, so so I'm getting this episode rewatched at the very last minute. Matt is such a flirt. Yeah, you are, Matt. No, everyone else is flirting with me. <laughs> uh, and he's really just skilled in every way because he can. He can flirt while being stitched up and talking about men he put in a, into a coma. The first time watching, I had a difficult time keeping straight what exactly the bad guys were doing. The Russians, Fisk, the Chinese. It's all a lot clearer this time through. All the violence in the show and the thing that gets me queasy is the Russians pulling the tube out of one, the one's throat in the hospital. Mm. It's probably because I've awoken from surgery gagging because they haven't taken the tube out yet. Ah. Ooh, ooh. I think... People still use fax machines, don't they? Did they not get paid in the last episode? It hasn't been that long between episodes. I would think the money would I wouldn't think the money would have run out yet. I like when we get the little glimpses of how Matt's powers work and we just seem to get a little more each time. I love the scene where Ben shows up at the auction to tell Karen how careless she's being. He's smart and he knows how to play the corporation's games. That started out as one very awkward date, but Fisk turned it around. Did he? <laughs> Did he? And then, and then the Russians showed up. You do not mess with Fisk's dates. Uh, you really, really do not. And on that note, until next time, Heidi. We've got two more emails. One is about the first three episodes um, from Fia, who was going to be our other guest uh, today, but she sent her thoughts on the first three episodes. Vicky, do you want to read this one? Uh, I can do. It's quite long. Is it? Oh, damn it, fear. <laughs> <laughs> but I got you, got you to agree before I told you. There you go. Okay. Hi. So sorry, I wasn't able to join for the podcast today. Life hasn't been too great recently, and to be honest, it completely slipped my mind. Sorry. That's okay, fear. You've told me sorry about ten it's, times. It's, it's fine. fine. It's Don't totally worry. Cool. Claire said I could still send in a few thoughts on the first three episodes. Episode one. I actually have a small problem with watching DD. The sound in the first episode, and this flows through to the second as well, isn't as good as a modern production could be at times. I have, I can't even say this word, I have an auditory problem? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And occasionally struggle to understand what people say, not because I can't hear, but because the sounds aren't being processed as language, just noise. Usually I'm okay with watching TV and films, but many times in the first episode I had to keep rewinding and trying to listen again. I really struggle... Subtitles, to... fear, subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> I really struggle to make out a lot of what was being said. For instance, in the scene where Matt is asking forgiveness, the sound quality had a lot to do with my issue. Fight scenes were clear and the background atmospheric noises were fine, but the recording of conversations reminded me of the late 90s, early noughties sound quality of TV shows. Other than my issues with not being able to hear one thing about this episode, I love... One thing about this episode I loved was showing how Matt as Dee Dee isn't some crazy superhuman who can keep going and going. 
yes, in episode two, it's brought up a few times that he can take a hit and not seem to it not to seem to bother him. And we're given the his daddy was a boxer, and because reasons type of explanation, which irks me a little in itself. But when we see him fight, we see him get winded. He gets hurt, and those injuries affect him. We even see the mix of physical and emotional exhaustion during the fight scene in the rain, which has been my favourite fight scene so far. Oh, nice. Mm. Episode two, I was I was a bit hit and miss on. It was a good use of, a, of storytelling and a great movement from the end scene of episode one, which in most comic book shows would have been a total throwaway and just used for dramatic purposes. But it gets carried over into the plot line of the next episode and not in a hev- heavy-handed way. Two things I didn't like about this episode was the way overuse of the conversation as exposition tactic. Matt and his new medical friends sit and chat about everything we haven't seen since the first episode. A lot of story gets told through exposition conversation, and that is one thing I really dislike. Show, Show not tell is one of the things you learn when writing a script. A small thing that bugged me... Oh, man, this is really long, Claire. (laughs) (laughs) Down you, Fear. No, it's cool. I got it, I got it, I got it. Okay. Fear is very good at giving feedback. Yeah, okay. A small thing that bugged me was that this nurse was a hell of a lot, has a hell of a lot of medical equipment just lying around her flat. I did think that too, actually. <clears throat> I've worked for the NHS, did so for nearly three years, and I don't know how different it is in the US, but I know my nursing and paramedic colleagues wouldn't have had the equipment needed for what she did at home. On a more positive note, I felt that the backstory shown of Matt and his dad was done really well, and yes, I did nearly cry at that last scene. Matt's dad isn't shown to be some rough and tumble angle. To angle, he's just rough and tumble. But when when the time came, he did his best for his son, even though he knew it would be the end of him. The glory he gets from boxing pales into comparison to the love he has for his child. Yeah. Having now having now written way more than I should have, I'll just say that I spent most of episode three distracted by Foggy's hair. <laughs> like it looks touchable. I want to touch that amazing seventies invoking hair. Has Matt ever touched it? How is it so swish and golden? <laughs> <laughs> it's safe to say Amazing. I am now a Foggy fangirl, especially drunk Foggy. More drunk antics with Foggy, please. Right, leaving it there. Sorry again. <laughs> Thanks, Pia. Thank you, Pia. I agree. Like, I would want to, to put my fingers through Foggy's hair. <laughs> yeah, it does look really strokeable. Aww. Aww. I kind of agree with her, like, for the sound, because it, well, I don't know if it's just Charlie Cox, like, mumbling, but I find, like, whenever there's scenes with him, like, he talks fast and then he kind of talks low too, mm. so it's. Hard I, to I found that in the confession scene as well, actually. But I had subtitles as mm. much, but it, the the sound was a bit like eh, in that scene. But but even like in the scenes with um, Claire, it was the mm-hmm. same thing. Yeah, I just have a I have a hard time understanding what he's saying. But it doesn't matter because he's a precious, adorable, scruffy puppy and must be protected at all costs. Agree. <laughs> 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 Robin, you're mentioned in the last email, so therefore, do you want to read it? Ooh. Sure. Dear Defenders. This is from Wukim. For the love of God, please kick Robin off the show. Yeah, he that's what bringing it says. everything down. Oh, wait. Uh, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Dear Defenders Podcast, first of all, I want to give a shout out to Robin, my old buddy from the shoe days. What's up? Woo! Where's the shoe days when you guys sold shoes together? Like yes, I mean, we sold shoes. Shoe peddlers. <laughs> shoe stands for Starkville House of L, which Ooh. was a Smallville podcast, which I participated in last season. But uh, you know, it had a big, very big fan community. It's really a fun, fun time, fun part of lo- fun part of my podcasting life. Nice. Um, way back. Um, Okay, he he goes on. Two things. I realized at the time Marvel did not have the rights to Daredevil, 
at the time. But do you guys think that the gym Captain Rogers is working out? Yes, yes. In the 2012 <laughs> Avengers film is the same one Matt Murdock yes. worked out at. Yes. Uh, just yeah, uh, Fogwells is actually run by Shield. Um, so. Um, okay, uh, he says, I just say that because the color scheme of both gyms looks the same, it would be great to see in the second season of Daredevil, Daredevil an autographed photo of Steve Rogers in the gym. Oh, I love that. <laughs> oh, my precious, adorable puppies. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, do you think it would be possible that one of the defenders, for argument's sake, Iron Fist, may stumble on an Infinity Stone without knowing what it is in that way? This loops the Defenders' involvement for Infinity Wars. What do you guys think? Okay. So yes. Thank you. Thank you for the email. I definitely think he could. Um, I'm not going to go into too many spoilers, obviously, about um, the MCU at the moment, because not everyone's seen Age of Ultron. Uh, but at the yep. moment, there are three Infinity Stones that are unaccounted for, uh, which are the Mind Gem, the Time Gem, and the Soul Gem. I've got a feeling that probably Doctor, we're going to have one appear in Doctor Strange, which would make sense. Mm. Um, I reckon that would be the maybe, maybe Strange The, the Strange <laughs> <laughs> Um But I, I don't know. You know, it would be really cool if they tied it in that way. But um, at the moment, they, you know, they haven't tied in in Daredevil that much with what's happening in the Avengers. Like, obviously, in these first four episodes. So, I don't know. It would be awesome, though. And it makes sense for it to be Iron Fist when he's the most mystical out of the four Defenders characters. But what do you guys think? Would you like that? Or, mm. like, do you think if, if that happened, it would be confusing for people who, say, don't know that much about the movies? Like, like for instance, Mel, if that happened in when we were watching Iron Fist and it linked him with the bigger Marvel Universe, would you enjoy that? Or would you sort of be a bit frustrated with it? I have no idea. <laughs> she would rely. On I imagine me. Mel watch. I imagine Mel watching this episode, going, "What a magical hammer? <laughs> what <the> hell? <laughs> Nonsense! <laughs> Who's got a magical hammer? That's stupid. Who, oh, and, uh, an iron flying suit? What? Who is this man? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I know that much. <laughs> <laughs> I know some of it. Uh, also, um, I asked on the Facebook group if anyone wanted to send us any haikus or dirty limericks about this uh, episode. No one sent a dirty limerick, and that makes me sad. But we did get some some haikus, so I'm going to... I think we should each read one. Um, so, Mel, do you want to go first? I'm going to post it in Skype. You can read, read it in your best haiku voice. There you go. Uh, what's, a haiku, what's a haiku It's voice? It's a Japanese... Oh, I don't know what a haiku voice is. Okay. <laughs> Yes, do it in a Wilson <clears throat> Spoiled Zupa Inglés and Natalie's severed head. No more red cop box. Thank you. Um, Matt, do you want to read the next one? I'll post it here. These are all by Robin and our um, previous guest, uh, the other Matt as well. So thank mm-hmm. you guys. Escape the Gulag. Brothers bleed the new empire. No heads for Ruskies. <laughs> <laughs> it almost sounded sad there. No yeah. heads for Ruskies. No. Oh, <laughs> uh, Robin, Okay. Cries in the darkness. Savior <laughs> of a hellish place. A man without fear. Ooh, I like that one. Should get you to narrate the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You mean the podcast or Daredevil? No, Daredevil season I will, two. I will do audio description for our podcast. Vicky, <laughs> you want to do the last one? Yeah, okay. Okay, here we go. Uh, <clears throat> oh, I think it's just going. There we go. Okay. <clears throat> 
Foggy's Bush of Dreams. <laughs> Karen brought a fax machine. Claire's a home run. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. I, I just want a little book that's just haikus yeah. on various terrible <laughs> episodes. Oh, that would be amazing. Like characters, I feel like the characters should be drawn like in the style of Muppet Babies or something. For the haikus. <laughs> <laughs> illustrating, like illustrating what they're doing. <laughs> I'll oh. add it to my very long list of drawing lines. <laughs> um, so thank you everyone for the feedback. As always, we appreciate it. If anyone wants to write haikus or dirty limericks or I don't know what else could they write about. Pun, no, no, no. Or uh, you could um, send us voicemails, which are like, you know, if you want to sing a song about next week's episode, that would be great as well. Maybe sing it in uh, granny rap. That would be awesome. Uh, And then you can (laughs) send it to us. Um, But first of all, we have to score this episode. So I'm going to ask our our guest first. Vicky, what would you rate in the blood? I vote it eight Decapitations by car door. Nice. Mm. Out of ten? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Um, Robin. Oh, um, yeah, I like this episode. Um, really don't. <laughs> I really don't have anything to complain about. Um, I don't think there's anything in this that I was like, eh, I don't, don't want to be doing this right now. Um, I guess I was kind of confused about. Uh, the Russians' backgrounds and what they exactly did to get out of this jail. Um, so for that, I'll give it a 9 out of 10 Zupa and Glaze. Mm. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. Uh, Matt. Uh, I liked all the Claire and Matt stuff. That's because we oh. rock, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I like what we do. I don't know about the rest of you guys. Um, and I liked uh, Karen and Ben. Uh, I wasn't wasn't I don't know what I think of Wilson Fisk at the moment. I'm not sure I'm okay. I'm okay with them uh, uh, taking his his uh, claws out, as it were. You know, <laughs> with the nervousness around girls. Um, and I don't really care for the Russian thing. I don't know. It's not gripping me yet. Okay. But uh, I'll give it a seven point five out of ten spotted dicks. Yay! <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> Mel. Uh, I liked this episode better than last episode. Because <laughs> there's less foggy? Less foggy. It was very limited foggy, and I enjoyed that. Um, sorry, foggy. I know you're <laughs> supposed to be likable, but I don't know. Anyways, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 city bettering strategies. <laughs> no, Whatever they may be. Whatever those may be. Mysterious city bettering strategies. <laughs> Um, yeah, I I agree with Mel. I I like this episode better than the last one. I feel that there was um, less setup. I um, I really enjoyed the stuff with Fisk. I think it's a really interesting take on the character rather than him just being, you know, like he is at the end of the episode. You know, from the start, I like that it's this. It, he's both. He's this awkward kind of child, but and, and particularly compared to Matt, who's just like so charming and everything. You know, with all the ladies. You're welcome. Uh, and uh, <laughs> whereas Fisk is like super awkward and everything, um, I I really liked it. I like the stuff with the Russians. I like that Anatoly and Vladimir are different. Um, I I like the stuff with Claire. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it an eight out of ten. Uh, twitchy Wesley eyes. Mm, nice. <laughs> and again, 
Claire, your score is the score for the episode. That's because I am super wise. <laughs> I, I you are the average. <laughs> uh, but yeah, with the Russians, I almost wish, wish the hot-headed guy had gotten killed, because you expect him to be a hothead and come for revenge. It would have been more interesting if he died, and his cool uh, the brother with the cooler head went nuts. Like snapped. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind maybe of maybe Vladimir will just go, I don't really want revenge. I'm yeah. not really a hothead. I'm just going to cry. I just want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go back to Mother Russia. <laughs> <laughs> can I Can I just say, like, Claire knows I have, like, a total boner for cin- cinematography, and can I just say they have nailed it with this show. Mm-hmm. I just, like, when we were watching the first episode on Skype together, I was just squealing over how pretty it is. It's just like, oh, my God, make love to my eye socket. <laughs> I need it. TV shows look so good now, and they're oh. like, written so well that I like. I, I don't feel the need to go see movies anymore. <laughs> I know. It just. I just. They. They just. Just like the whole setup with some of the scenes and stuff. It's like you could have just peeled that straight out of a comic, and the ones that aren't from the page, you could just slot in to a comic. It's mm-hmm. just and the color palette, and I just. Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Sorry, that was me like nerding out over cinematography. So, uh, Vicky, thank you for coming on again. You're welcome. Oh, and can I just say that Charlie Cox has, like, one of the best bums I have ever seen. <laughs> nice. I'm sorry. I, yeah, that, that's I'll all. I'll be sending you a shot uh, later. Oh, to compare. How many bums have you seen, Vicky? You have not seen all the bums in the world. I think our listeners should send in photos. I have seen quite a few bums in my lifetime. <laughs> so please do send in pictures of bums because I appreciate them. I know you've previously mentioned it on other episodes, you've been on, but where can people find you if they want to track you down? And have you been up to anything lately you want to pimp? Uh, well, where can you find me? Well, you and myself went to the Avengers premiere. Yeah, and I had Jeremy Renner's bum in my face briefly by accident, <laughs> which was amazing. How did that compare? Uh, to what? To, to Charlie Cox's bum. There's no contest. Jeremy Renner wins, wins hands down. Oh, yeah? Is that oh, just yeah. because he plays Hawkeye? No, it's because his <laughs> bum is firm and round and is attached to him. <laughs> All right. So if if Wayne Knight was playing Hawkeye, he wouldn't automatically have the the, the best bum. No. Okay. All right. I, <laughs> I want to say that though. <laughs> but you can find me on Tumblr at Fish Custard and the Cumber Beast. It's a bit of a mouthful, but there we go. Um, I so write reviews. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I write yum yum. What? I write reviews for GeekSyndicate.co.uk and Geeky Girls Love Sci-Fi at uh, .blogspot.co.uk. I think the address is. And I have a cosplay page on Facebook, which is Aw Cosplay. Mm. And yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm all over the bloody internet, to be honest with you. So just yeah, you can find me anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> anywhere, anywhere, anywhere you are, that's yeah. you will be. Yeah, true. Awesome. But and, thank you for having me again. You're more welcome. And if thank anyone, you. any any English listeners are going to MCM in May, uh, Vicky mm-hmm. and myself will be there. In costume. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and also, I'm going to remember this week to pimp uh, pimp my co-hosts. So, uh, have you guys been up to anything lately you want to promote? 
Go ahead, Robin. Well, I just wanted to, I mean, we got a, we got another, uh, guest on the show on iZombie podcast, uh, that was from the show, uh, it's Molly Hagen, um, who plays the mom on the show, but she's been in like tons and tons of movies and TV. So it was really awesome to talk to like, uh, uh, the, the girl from, she's from some kind of wonderful, um, election, uh, code of silence with Chuck Norris. It was just, <laughs> She had so many stories beside, and then we had a great uh, chat about the the episode of I Zombie that week. So check that out; it's on the DVM Podcast Empire. Excellent, uh, Matt and Mel. Anything you want to promote? Uh, you can find Mel and I on Twin Peaks podcast. Still, it's just called the Twin Peaks Podcast because we were first and, uh, <laughs> and the best. <laughs> uh, also on uh, Deadwood podcast called Hooplecast. That's a lot of fun. And you can find me without Mel on uh, what we make a terminator. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, I haven't really been up to anything lately. So, oh, actually, no, I, I have. Uh, I was on an episode of the Nutty Bites podcast um, with future guest um, uh, Nutty, who'll be on this podcast, and we uh, did a commentary track for one of my favourite movies of all time, Harold and Maud, and it was lots of fun. I was introducing her to that movie because she'd never seen it before. Uh, you mm-hmm. can check that out just by searching for Nutty Bites uh, anywhere, I guess. Um, so, uh, if you want to contact us. You can send your feedback in various ways. Uh, you can email us and send us voicemails or pictures of your bums or whatever Yay, you want. We'll call them to Vicky to defenderspod at gmail.com. You can contact us, or I should say me, via Twitter at defenderspod. Um, you can contact us, or I should say me, and I very occasionally Robin, on Facebook at the Defenders Podcast at Facebook. Um, and uh, we need to talk about next week's episode. So next week, we will be covering the episode World on Fire. What do you guys think that's about? I guess it's the end of the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's only five episodes of the show. The entire, the entire world is on fire? It's going to be hell on Earth. Yep. Well, Mephisto rises, like we said in this episode. Oh, right, yeah. It's the devil. I think that uh, Kingpin and Vanessa will be seen making love in Kingpin's bedroom with that painting of the fire in the behind them. Maybe he's got his TV on the fireplace channel. Ooh. <laughs> the sexy fireplace channel. Well, maybe, maybe he's, uh, so you think he's going to buy that fire painting as well as the white yeah. painting he already has? Because he said that he's put that white painting up in his bedroom. Mm-hmm. He's going to replace it with that one because, you know, it'll be sexy time. Mm, okay. Uh, Vicky, have you seen the next episode? I can't remember. Uh, not yet. Oh, any predictions? Uh, there'll be more of Charlie Cox's bum, hopefully. <laughs> Maybe that's the lead character in the show. And some, um, like, hella good violence. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to tell you guys anything uh, I'm, about I'm, the... Uh, I'm not going to have like a or anything, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, she, yeah, she is. Hey, I didn't invite her, I didn't invite her on. She just told me that she was going to be on this episode and I was too scared to argue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I will tell you one thing, however, about next week's episode and it's some very exciting news. Next uh, Saturday, we will be interviewing um, John Patrick Hayden, who actually played um, Battling Jack Murdoch on the show. So, Matt's father. I'm very excited because I thought he was awesome in the show. Um, So, if you have any questions or anything you think we should ask him, uh, within reason, we will try and ask him those. Uh, But that will be next Saturday and we'll release it at some point during the next, the following week as well, when the normal episode hits, I guess. 
I'd I like to be a superhero's dad. Yeah. You could ask Jonathan Kent that and he'll be like, maybe. <laughs> we're just going to be hosting it just like the Chris Farley show. Just be like, you remember the time when you were like in the gym? That was great. There were the times awesome. when everyone's chatting, Murdoch, Murdoch, Murdoch. Uh, yeah, so um, that will be next Saturday. Go on, Robin. Can I ask just one more question? Um, we did think about doing a uh, um, a thing where we were going to see how long it would take for Daredevil to be Daredevil in the episode. Yeah, what do you and we do? all made predictions. Um, and it's funny that, like, what, Daredevil is in the second scene? <laughs> like, I think we all lost last last week's bet. I don't know. What do you think about next week, then? The world's on mm. fire. He's going to have to be there with his, his hose and his... Murdoch's on fire! <laughs> Is he going to be like Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man 2 where he puts on the fireman outfit? And, Maybe. Uh, that would be cute. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll say I'll say 10 minutes into the episode. Okay. 10 minutes. Matt and Mel, what do you think? We're predicting when Daredevil will show up? Or when he'll be in, in, the, his, suit. in the suit. Oh, wait, in, okay. in his mask. In his black, yeah. his black outfit. Uh, uh, last episode. He, wa- he wasn't in it. At all was was he in it at all in this episode? Yeah, he was in the garage. Um, oh, you in the mean beginning like where he throws the guy ball. out the window. Oh right, yeah. Says bullseye. <laughs> okay, so that's not going to happen again. So yeah, ten minutes. Oh, we're th- no wait, forty minutes. Whoa. Okay. Mel says thirty. I say forty. No, I say zero. Zero. I'm going to say twenty-seven minutes. Okay. And, and I already know, but I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Um, and, uh, yeah, please tune in next week for our interview with John Patrick Hayden and when we will be covering World on Fire. Bye. Oh, who's oh. Excelsior? Uh, Vicky, it's your turn. Oh. Excelsior! Hey. Yeah, it's a proper one. Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenderspodcast or on Twitter at defenderspod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported international license. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it, and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!